0: don't sweat it it's all in your mind welcome to another podcast episode by rashad this episode it's titled god reality so for for this episode and for many other episodes what i'm gonna do to make it a lot simpler and easier for me and for my listeners who probably have lots of questions who who um who don't find themselves interested in posting those questions or comments in this app. And who wish to see more content. Lots of nice quick content from um, this podcast. Uh, what I want to do for this specific podcast and other podcasts is I'm going to just write down some questions. and I'm going to talk about some questions or statements uh, and regarding the, the title. And then I'm going to dive deep into those questions and I'm going to see if we can sort of change your mind or change my mind um, and see if we can learn something different, learn something new, or just really think about things, think and think and expand the way we think about the average things, because I know there's a lot of us out there who Who like to think that we're broad thinkers, we're intellectual thinkers, we're creative thinkers, we're critical thinkers, but why is it that the very foundation of your understanding of your reality is not questioned? Why don't you question your own understanding of your reality? Why don't you question what is? Why is it that only that is what question is the things that you're comfortable with questioning, like the things that you recognize in your life to be sort of um, impermanent. Like, let's say you will question things about getting a car or a relationship because they're impermanent. You know, we go through our whole lives with going from one person to the next, and sometimes we stay in very, very long relationships, but at the end of the day, they're very impermanent. And it's really rare for a person to be uh, to have a relationship at a young age and then stay married for a very long time all the way up until one, one or the other, or they both die. That's extremely rare. Most people get into relationships and they wind up leaving. But not to make this all about relationships, because remember, the title is God Reality. So we're just... What I'm trying to do is... Expand the mind and allow us to think on other areas and find out why we look at certain topics as taboo because we believe they're things that do not change, whereas the things we recognize in our lives that change, we like to talk about them. So let's get right on into it. So for one of the uh, questions I wrote down is, do we do we die? Do we really die? That's the question. Do we really die? okay so I had this conversation with a coworker of mine, and uh we got really into it and he is a sort of an actor, so he brought up uh, i believe ham hammett Hammett um Hamlock or hamlock Hamlock or Hammett one of one of those uh poets or famous um uh screenwriter or scriptwriter or uh, so it was, uh, to be or not to be right. And uh, I wasn't really talking about, you know, specifically in those terms, but he understood me to a certain degree. And what I posed was, um, he says, do you believe in it? He asked me a question. He said, do you believe in an afterlife? I said, well, what's the purpose of thinking about an afterlife? You know, we like to throw are thinking in terms of what's real and what's not real. And obviously, if we can't experience the afterlife, then it has to be thrown into the not real category. And anyone who believes in an afterlife is either an extremely creative person or they're crazy. So that's what certain people like to think of spiritual people. They like to think that they're thinking of something that is not possible or is wishful thinking on a big, a big path, but what if I was to tell you? What if I was to point out some, um, some, some things that we deny or not notice in our reality, that could very well point to the bigger picture being that life and death is really just a part of our everyday experience and not a part of a permanent, um, thing, a permanent course in our lives that will eventually happen, but has not happened. Let's say that. So, I want to talk about the three states of experiencing. Right. So, most of these three states we're familiar with in the yogi uh, traditions and practices in Hinduism. They talk about these states, and spirituality talks about these states. Um, Freud talked about these states. He talked about the conscious mind, subconscious mind, and superconscious mind. Right. Okay. So, we recognize these states as the waking state the dreaming state and the deep sleep state this the deep sleeps the deep sleep state is the state in which you are not aware and most people say well i'm always aware because i have i dream i never sleep so this is what the the coworker was trying to explain to me he said well i'm always aware of my body in my sleep even when i'm dreaming i said well there are in between states but these three states are definite and they define themselves in the way their properties, in the way their attributes are displayed to us visually or experientially. So the waking state has all the familiar paraphernalia in which people, there are many people, uh, we recognize there are many people walking around and we talking to them and we, we have lots of fun with them and we recognize this. The only difference is we we, we label the waking state as the supreme reality, whereas the dreams, the state and the and let's say the deep sleep state is considered just byproducts of the waking state. Now, what if I flipped the script and said that the other two states were the supreme reality and that this waking state was just a byproduct of those two states? Because if you can say one is the if you can say this is the supreme reality, then you can also say the reverse. So who is right depends on what uh we all collectively agree to. So now in a dream state, you're familiar with the dream state. That's the second uh state we're gonna talk about. The dream state is the state in which you know there are probably figures, people, actions happening, um there's there is sometimes an identify uh, uh, there's sometimes an identification with the body. Let's say you you your point of view is I am the body point of view, and sometimes there's an identification where there is no body, there's a third person point of view where you're kind of just in the background watching. There's the observer point of view, or there is the non body observer. Acting within the reality, sort of like a bodyless figure floating around, flying—you know—all types of phenomena, magical phenomena, crossing time dimensions, flying—all types of things are happening within the um, this this uh, so this dream state, the dream reality, and then you have the deep sleep the third state that we're going to talk about the deep sleep okay so deep sleep is non some actually i'm going to say this sometimes there is in this deep sleep state there is a sense of awareness but of nothing nothing there just complete blank no senses but there is a sense of awareness And sometimes there's a sense of feeling really, really good. And some people will wake up from this deep sleep state and they'll be like, wow, I'm so refreshed. I feel so good and ready to tackle on the world, but I wish I can go back to that state. Okay, so that deep sleep state is like pretty much no memories, no awareness of an object, no object, no objective reality, period. The objective reality in this deep sleep state is gone. So what I pose to my coworker is, well, if the deep sleep state is an experience of no objective reality, could it not be considered to be a death of the body? Most people say, well, no, because when you wake up, the body's there. However, in this deep sleep state, there is no experience or memory and death is pretty much uh end of what? Memory? Because memory is something in the brain, right? So memory is a pretty much um a a a, a byproduct or a chemical reaction in the brain. Whereas these states, you know, do not rely on the brain in a sense. These states just And though we say that the states, well, actually, there are uh, sleep scientists that um, are able to examine the body and they're able to um, pinpoint that these states do have a relationship to the brain. But the individual who is experiencing the reality should consider to should be considered to be king because they are king of their reality. Just like every individual. So you can't, you can, I can point to any doctor or any scientist in a room. And I say, go to the deep sleep state and tell me if there's a reality. And each one will go. So you need someone else to be actually observant of that, re, that state in order to recognize it. So this state recognized that state. But that but when you're within that state you recognize no other states is that not considered death but then again i posed the question is, how can it be considered death if this state still exists or is recognized so what i'm saying so what i posed to my coworker was that death could very well be and, and this is what i said so he says well what happens do you think the big fin- finality is like, considering once the body goes, this state does not recognize that that individual exists anymore. And what I said was, these states are out of our control. Meaning, we experience moving from one state to another. If that person is moving from one state, and they they have no connection to their body, then perhaps their body is not themselves. Anything you can objectify and point to and say, well, that's something, then you can automatically understand that that is not yourself. The body is not you. It's It's just a vehicle used to experience the awakened state. However, if the body is not there, what state do you experience as the awakened state? So whatever state that is there beyond, there has to be a state beyond these three states. And whatever state is beyond these three states is the state that is experienced because you need the body to experience the three states. So without the body, you can't experience the three states. So most people saying, well, is there? So how does this answer? This doesn't really answer or cancel out this question. So. The statement, do we really die, is we should not be thinking in terms of if one state ends and one state begins, that is not considered death. That's what we think it is. So if the body is pretty much the vehicle of perceiving a particular state and the body decides to end that state still exists because someone else has to observe it in order for it to be there so if there is an individual there observing that state that state still exists so this state is just an experience of itself and the body is the vehicle in which this self experiences itself without the body this self cannot experiences itself as a state it would be pretty much not there so we whatever we are identify ourselves as the vehicle that experiences the state which is incorrect and then when we do that we consider the vehicle once the vehicle drops we consider that as death because we cannot experience this state just because we can't experience the state does not mean there is a such thing as death it just means that we cannot experience the state It's like saying when night falls, um, because we cannot experience the sun because the sun is not within our vision anymore, then that means that daytime or day has died. And when the sun comes and we, and we, and it's not being blocked out or based on the rotation of the earth, then it means night has died. That is the equivalent of our thinking. We're considering two. One state has died, and one state has become alive. Or another, another example of the of this odd thinking that we have is when you light a light, when you take a lighter and you light it, and you're like, and when the flame is gone because the action is no longer there or the lighter is no longer there, we consider the flame to be dead. And it came to me once this thought that. If this experience is like the flame, because it it's, it's it's dependent on the body, it's dependent on the body for this experience. So without the body, the the lighter which lights up the consciousness of this this consciousness acts like the flame, in in this metaphor that we're using. And without the body, then the flame cannot exist as it is, and it will disappear. However, it does not die, it just disappears, it just goes back, it disappears. So all we need is another lighter, and then a flame comes back. So if you want to look at this physical function as death, it's incorrect. First, we have to figure out what we are in order to find out if a such thing as death exists. So moving on, we are 16 minutes into our podcast, and I want to move on to the other questions, the other questions that we have. Uh, the second one was, are we really alive? And I kind of went through this. Are we really alive? You can't really be alive if you're not dead. That's like saying, is a flame alive or is it dead? It, when, when a flame appears, it's alive. And when a flame disappears, is it death? We cannot determine whether a thing is alive or dead based on its appearance in our perception. If it does not appear within our perception, does not mean that it's dead, because we, t- we do not understand the total function of that experience. If we understand the total function of an experience, then the, the, um, the consideration of life and death would not even be a part of the equation. Let's consider that the total function of our experience is a part of the Big Bang. Let's consider that the total function of our experience is due to the stars moving at a certain angle. And the appearance of our reality is due to the planets moving at a certain angle. The appearance of our reality is due to the sun flare hitting at a certain angle. Without this flare hitting at a certain angle, then the appearance of our reality would not appear. Now. If we want to uh, lay our, our existence on a fragile or a fragile understanding, such as if this body dies, then we are dead, then it's almost like considering laying your existence or your experience or your reality on a reflection. And if the reflection disappears because the function has decided to move in a different direction, then we stop existing. That is incorrect and inconsistent. And a critical thinker should eventually come to an understanding that everything that they thought they know, everything a part of our experience and our reality, is just what you've been told. But it's not correct because the, um, the, the, the knowledge that we have now is based off of ignorance and incorrect knowledge. It's not based off of any of our experiences. It's based off of um, the objects. It's based off of what the objective experience. The objective experience can never give us any information on our reality because it is the object itself that we're looking at. It's like now if the object itself disappears, then... Then we cannot determine our existence based off of the object that we, uh, we um, perceive. Our experience cannot be, term- be determined based off of the object that we perceive, period. So let's move on. So I basically went through everything in these 19 minutes. I kind of answered all my questions. The next one was All that you know, uh, what if all that you know or all that you have been told is a lie? Or is false. And I kind of just went through that. So think on these terms and thank you for uh, listening for so long. And if you would like to hear more of these talks, please consider uh, following me here on this uh, podcast and letting me know, maybe give me a comment or something. Say, I'm really interested in these talks and I would really like to hear more. That would encourage me to actually spend more time developing these this content and post more videos or um, podcasts so that you guys can hear. I'm not as professional, as clean as I like to be, but I can grow a little bit more proficient in creating this content. If you are interested, let me know.